Welcome everyone to the Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe, the Podman Perna. Y'all know my assistant, Matt. He's performed before prime ministers, heads of states, two kings, and a cranky duke, Devan. Devan, what's going on? Ready to talk some improvement? I'm ready. Me and Sir Larry both did those performances, so I am excited. <laughs> I'm ready to roll. This was, uh, I think, an upswing from last week's episode, so uh, I'm ready to roll. I'm with you. So yeah, the episode for uh, this week's uh, chat is Offsides. It aired on October 1st, 1991. Uh, and the episode is about Tim's undying love for football. Um, and it's really a solid episode. It's an episode that I laughed a lot at. Uh, it had a couple of good side characters and it had a very relatable plot, at least for me and you. I mean, I'm sure there are people who don't relate to being obsessed with football, but this podcast is being done by two people who can very much relate to the tool man on this episode. It, it's a, it, it's a theme that I can relate to. For sure. <laughs> I, I am very sports obsessed as well. Um, that was, I think the hardest part of the pandemic when it first rolled out, when there was no sports on TV. And I remember saying to anybody that would listen, I will never take a, Mets Marlins Sunday night baseball game for granted again. Uh, we got a taste of no sports going on and it was not fun. So, yes, this definitely is something that can hit home. Obviously, at an absurd level, but it hits home the general right, of premise, course. Uh, with both of us for sure. Right, of course. Uh, yeah, and I completely agree. I think those two months or whatever it was, three months, those were some of the toughest months ever for obvious reasons, but also because there was no sports. If you remember The Last Dance, the Bulls uh, documentary came on, and I think everyone ate that up so much just because it was like a little taste yes. of sports. Give us something. It was like... It was something. Um, yeah. I, and, uh, you know, me and you are two peas in a pod in that regard, uh, in college and, and you know, after college, we're, uh, we're big fans of catching games. Um, and I can relate to like, you know, the premise, not to this degree, uh, but I can relate to like wanting to watch something and, and like literally not being able to because I have some kind of family commitment. Um, it, it's, you know, that's a very uh, relatable thing. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Um, it's, I mean, obviously with kids and activities and everything else that we got going on in our lives, you and I, I think, especially football season, we could sit on the couch all day Saturday, all day Sunday and just oh yeah, crush some football, some chips, some brewskis. 100%. And, and right at yeah. So obviously there's every single week, to a certain extent, there are games that we would like to see, but we choose right. the greater good and don't necessarily watch every single game. Right, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, in college we watched a lot of football. I mean, we watched a lot of sports, period. But, like, you know, I can remember watching football all day on Sundays and it, that's just literally not possible anymore. Uh, it, and if I can catch one Patriots game or whatever, uh, that's pretty much like what I'm good for. Um, even the night games are hard to get through just because I'm usually pretty yeah, tired. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can relate to this, um, a lot. Um, 
Yeah, so I'll go through the episode. Uh, those of you who've been listening, this is, you know, our format. We go through the episode quickly, uh, and then we kind of touch on some highlights. Uh, then we get into the quotes, uh, the quotes of the episode. We pick our MVP and our LVP of the episode, uh, and, and then we rate it on a scale of oh, to Ha, 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 ha. That's five grunts. So, and that's a pretty elite status. Also, if there's any Hall of Fame moments, we do share uh, our opinions on that. So, again, the man's podcast, Home Improvement Reviewed. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And and, uh, let's get into it. Uh, Episode three, Off Sides. So, I'll start us and, and... Devan, you can chime in at any point. Uh, the episode begins in the Taylor household, as most of these earlier episodes did. Uh, you have, and by the way, it's a little weird because the once the show gets going, they do a scene and then they do the theme song and then they go into the crux of the episode. Uh, but in these earlier episodes, they just do theme song, and then into the episode. So it's a little weird. It's thrown me off a little bit. Um, just wanted to share that. But the uh, episode kind of kicks off right away in the Taylor household. Tim is watching the football game with the boys. He's really excited. He's got his favorite food groups, which is pork rinds and chips and, and all sorts of disgusting things. Uh, and he's pretty happy. Uh, Brad throws him some chips. He doesn't know how to open the chips, so they explode everywhere. Um, but, you know, he's in his happy zone uh, until Jill comes along and reminds him that, hey, we're going on a date. It's a date night. Uh, we're going to shape Pierre. And Tim is not too happy because he forgot about that. We've all been there. We've all kind of forgot about something that we were supposed to do in the middle of the game. And uh, Tim is is really upset. He doesn't want to go. And he, uh, you know, he starts trying to make up some excuses. He, he says he's sick. He uses the word horked, which is a, a funny kind of verb. Um, and he said he horked up a lung and, and he's not feeling so good. Uh, but Jill doesn't buy it. Uh, she can't find a babysitter because Tim, of course, forgot. Uh, and he says, well, we can't find one this late, so we might as well not go. But Jill is not to be... Uh, deterred. She's going to go on this date. She's been looking forward to shape here. Um, so we cut scene and Tim and Jill have cleaned up nice and the babysitter has arrived and the babysitter is not who you'd expect. It's not someone they've had in the past. Uh, it's a magician and it's an old magician whose name is Sir Larry, and um, he is usually doing performances for birthday parties, and he's said that he's done shows for heads of states, prime ministers, kings, and a cranky duke, and he doesn't do babysitting, but then Jill, of course, offers him the money, so he does do the babysitting. Sellout. And he's a sellout, but, you know, he's... Sir Larry's got to make some money. Um, so he's, he's good with it. So we cut to the, um, we cut, we cut to the restaurant and this is where kind of the, the episode gets good. Uh, because as soon as Jill goes to the bathroom, Tim pulls out 
a radio that he's hidden on him so he can listen to the big game. And uh, he's got the guy next to him helping him out. And, uh, you know, hilarity ensues because he's trying to pretend like he's listening to Jill and he's actually listening to the game. And, I mean, there's just a lot of great scenes. And Jill kind of catches on and makes him hand over the radio. Uh, But, you know, of course... And of course, they, they're sitting near the kitchen in the restaurant, and some of the guys in the kitchen are watching the game. Uh, so Tim and the guy next to him are getting too excited. Uh, the guy next to him ends up leaving to go watch the game. Uh, you know, Jill's saying, like, you're obsessed with sports, you're addicted to sports. Um, and Tim says, no, I'm not. I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. And he, (laughs) she wants to go ballroom dancing with him. Uh, And by the way, the episode is switching back and forth. Uh, But let me go through the Tim plot and then I'll, I'll chime in on the, uh, what's happening with Sir Larry. But yeah, Tim, uh, Tim, (laughs) she's trying to talk to Tim about the ballroom dancing. uh, But of course he just cares more about the game. Uh, And finally, Jill just kind of lets him go watch the game because he clearly doesn't care uh, to be there. He'd rather watch the game in the back of the kitchen with the other guy. Um, So she goes and and does that. Um, Meanwhile, back at the ranch, back at the Taylor house, uh, Sir Larry is showing the boys uh, his great trick where they lock him in a uh, suitcase um, and he you know, does some magic trick and then he appears at the front door. But this being a sitcom, of course that doesn't work and he's locked in the case. Um, so the boys try to get him out. Um, Jill calls at one point and he's, you know, (laughs) he's, uh, they, they have to lie to her, but you know, she talks to Mark and Mark is the youngest. So he, you know, snitches on his older brothers and says that Sir Larry is locked in the case. Um, and then at the close of the episode, Jill and uh, Tim get back. Um, they ask Larry, Sir Larry, how they can get him out of the, the case. Um, and Sir Larry says that they need to call his son. Uh, Cecil, I think, right? Is it Cecil or is it, um, I can't remember shoot. his son's name, but, uh, it's a, it's a funny yeah, name. He's, he's got to bring the keys is what he's got to do. So yeah, he, he's got to get the keys. Um, I'll look it up, but it's something like Cecil or something like that. Um, but anyway, and of course they blame Brad and Randy, but it's actually not Brad and Randy's fault for a change. Um, so while they're waiting for Cecil or whatever the heck his name is, um, <laughs> he uh, talks to Wilson, who's fixing his accordion, I think. And, uh, you know, he says, uh, uh, I just love football. It gives me a, an emotional release. And, um, you know, and Tim says, that's okay. Oh, Cyril. It's Cyril, the, the Magnificent. Yes. My Cyril, bad. Yeah. My bad. My bad, Sir Larry. But anyway, you know, he's talking to, to Wilson. He says, like, you know, he feels bad that he ruined the date by watching football, but he just loves football. It gives him an emotional release. And, you know, Wilson's like, hey, 
Jill has her own stuff, you know, that you don't understand. She might not understand football. You have, you know, she does stuff that you don't understand. Um, but you know, there's things that you show that you guys can share and enjoy together. Um, and kind of right on cue, she comes back. He apologizes. Uh, they did, they dance, um, you know, in the style of the ballroom dancing. And Wilson, of course, plays his, his accordion and, uh, Cyril, not Cyril, sorry. Sir Larry starts singing from the case. And, uh, that's how we close out the episode. And then poor Al, you know, again, Al, uh, is not yet, still not yet part of the cast. Uh, Throwing scene at the end. We're getting there, but he's still in the throw-in yeah. scenes. So we get a little throw-in scene with him and um, Tim, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of the point of the episode uh, about working together, you know, sharing things with your partner. Um, so that's kind of the episode. It's, uh, <laughs> to me, the episode shines in the middle. Um, it, it really, <laughs> the scenes in the restaurant are my favorite part. Uh, and, and the guy who is like with him is amazing. His name's Rick. Like that guy, <laughs> Rick. Yeah, he's, he's credited as Rick. If you look at the episode, he's Rick. Yeah, so we'll refer to him as Rick. Rick. He <laughs> and I looked this guy up. Um, I looked up him and Sir Larry. Uh, Rick is a guy. He's God. I can't even find his. Uh, his. I thought I wrote it down on my notes. Let me look it up. Um, it's John Marshall Jones is his name. John Marshall Jones. He's been in like a million yes. things. I was looking at his IMDb. Yeah. He was kind of like, I guess his most famous thing would have been the smart guy. He was the father and the smart guy to Taj Maori. Um, but he's like one of those, that guys, like he's been in a million sitcoms. Um, like I think he, he did a bunch of the 90 sitcoms. He brings his A game to this episode. Uh, and one of the things I love about this episode and, and what I really enjoy about home improvement, especially in these earlier seasons, is like they have a great casting department and just a lot of the people they bring in for these one offs are money. I mean, they're really funny. Sir Larry, uh, Sir Larry is just, you know, a great little character. He's played by a guy named Eric Christmas. Um, who, by the way, I was looking him up. He trained at the Royal Academy of Art. So I love that this guy trained at the Royal Academy of Art. Uh, he was in an Air Force production unit in World War II. So this guy's like a legend. And, and of course, he was in an episode of Home Improvement playing Sir Larry. Also, he was in Air Bud. So the guy's got <laughs> some uh, some <laughs> range. <laughs> That's quite my IMDb differentiator, right? But I've been blabbing. Give me your thoughts on, on Offsides. No, I mean, like, real quick to kind of bring on that point about the casting department. I remember there was an episode where they even were able to get Ernest Borgnine, an Oscar winner, to go do an episode yeah. of Home Improvement. So, for sure, yep. the casting department did a great job. Uh, I, I mean, I got – I agree with you on the episode. It's really funny in the middle. Um, a lot of great physical, situational um, kind of – placement comedy whether it's you know tim running to the kitchen but then running back and saying that guy's got a problem um or you know the boys running to the door to see if sir larry's there but then it pans back as he's still in the trunk so uh, i feel like a lot of the comedy wasn't necessarily quote driven in this episode but no, more situational no. driven so it's kind of one that you got to see uh, to really appreciate yeah sure. um but i agree it's really fun episode um really great job by uh by rick um, 
And I got a lot of questions. I mean, so the first thing I noticed, because a lot of the episodes on the improvement, they just have kind of like a generic bottle that just labeled beer in the fridge. You can actually right. see on this one, it looks like Tim, when he's first watching the football game with the boys, is drinking original Coors. And I would not have pegged the tool man as an original No, Coors I would guy. not have pegged. No, what? especially in... Michigan? Yeah, yeah that's my, crazy. My vote would have been if I would have said he's a Miller High Life guy. What, I what would you say? Yeah, I would agree. I think Miller High Life. Yeah. I think, like, you know, maybe a Bud Heavy. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they are close to Wisconsin, which has a lot of, like, cool beers. I mean, craft beer wasn't in, in the early 90s. At least I don't yeah, think. he wouldn't have been a craft five. beer anyway. He wouldn't have been yeah. a craft beer guy anyway, yeah. but yeah, I agree. That was a little surprising. It's also surprising that, like, you're right, mostly, like, because if you look at the chips, the chips were just generic, like, right. chips. It wasn't like Lay's. Yeah. It was just, like, chips. So, I wonder if that almost was, like, an error, <laughs> but, right. you know, like, someone, like, put that in there, and they shouldn't have, because usually there's a lot of rights fees to that sort of thing. So, yeah. that's an interesting, uh, interesting eyeball you got there. Um, I love the food. I mean, like, he's just oh, like, yeah. he's got pretzels, he's got licorice, he's got pork rinds, you know, the root brewskis for the boys. I mean, just, uh, you know, he's really digging in. Uh, clearly forgot that he was going to shape Pierre because he's ready to eat, like, you know, no one's business. Yes, he sure is. Um, and I agree. That's the perfect kind of snacks. Right? We're sitting around watching football all day. You just want the salty snacks you can graze on the whole time. Some fresh brewskis to, to wash it down with. Tim's got got the plan all laid out, except he yeah. uh, just doesn't understand how to keep a date he on the forgot. calendar. Yeah. yeah, he forgot about shaving. So <laughs> Jill was confused. She did not know. She's like, what? He's like, well, we can't go. we got the big game to watch. And she's like, what's this game? It's the little game before the oh, big game. Oh, I know. So he said the Lions versus the Rams. So I looked it up. I knew you were going to say this. So I knew you were going to say I this. I looked it up. The Lions, all of us now – are used to the Lions actually being good, but the Lions were good in 1991. They finished okay. first in their division, which was the NFC Central at the time that they were in, I, and they actually yes. did play the Rams in 91 in this first year that the season or the series was airing. So the Lions actually would have played the Rams, so it would have been a theoretical big game. That it was a big won. game. So. It was a big I like game. The what was the little game? Because like the little game was like Vikings Packers, which like is laughable to say like that's the right. little game, and Lions Rams, which is like the Jared Goff ball would be the big game. Yeah. No, I mean they they finished. I think uh, I think twelve and four. That was the last time they won a playoff. Game. I believe it was, was nineteen ninety one. But yeah, you got Barry Sanders, Rick Spielman. I mean that was a pretty yeah. good team. Um, by the way, speaking of Rick Spielman, I love that like they reference him because later on he appears on the show. Uh, it's kind of like those cool like little um, cameos nuggets that yeah you kind of see like when you rewatch yeah. it like you're like oh Rick Spielman he he's on the show later yeah. on um, and, and uh, it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that Lions Rams is the big right. game. But you're right, it was a yeah. big game in 1991. It was a, a big game. Yeah. So um, I got a, I got a chicken and an egg. What's your other question? Let me I got hear. plenty of questions about the episode, but chicken and the egg question for you. So oh, okay. they called from the restaurant to see how things are going, and of course Mark 
is the one that spills the beans and says, you know, he, he pins it on Brad Randy. He says, Brad and Randy locks her Larry in the trunk and runs away. So right. is Mark snitching on Brad and Randy because they're mean to him or are they mean to Mark because he snitches on them all the time? Like what is the chicken and the egg situation here? Because I like, I can understand if Mark's just trying to get back at Brad and Randy with these kind of chances that he gets. Yeah. And that makes sense. Or, I mean, it's, or they just kind of work in, in conjunction with one another. What are your thoughts on the chicken and the egg scenario there? Yeah, I mean, I hate that you're going to make me defend Mark here, but, like, I have to think, as a little brother myself, that a lot of this is revenge. Like, he's like, I mean, in the episode previous, they told him he was a replacement. Uh, In a coming episode, he uh, told them that they were aliens. Like, I have to think this was revenge, but, yeah, he just, he snitches on him immediately. Yeah. this would have been a good opportunity for Mark to win over his brothers and show them that he, uh, you know, he's not who they think yeah, he is. Yeah, he's one of the guys uh, with them. He's one of the yeah. guys. He blew it there. Yes. Uh, so I'm with you on that. Um, let's stick with Sir Larry here because I, I do love Sir Larry. I think the guy, like, you know, this guy – puts his heart into this little performance, um, you know, this little kind of silly role that he gets on Home Improvement, Eric Christmas. Um, He's having a blast. Uh, He's having a lot of fun with this role. Um, (laughs) I just love that he breaks out into Happy Birthday. By the way, he wasn't a little suspicious. It's like a Sunday night. He wasn't a little suspicious. Like, why would there be a birthday party at like, what was it, like 7 o'clock on a Sunday night? His antenna didn't go up like, yeah, that's that's a weird time for a birthday party. Yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of answers the question that I would have. If he's the second greatest escape artist in the world, why is he available the same day? I mean, shouldn't he be booked out quite a while? I mean, so that was – but no, you're probably right. The fact that it was uh, a Sunday night affair, he wouldn't uh, be pinned down normally for a birthday party or something at that time. So I guess it makes sense. And Jill is so dedicated to Shea Pierre that she's – She's letting this kind of whack. I mean, like, so Tim goes over and he's like, really? We're going to let this guy watch our kids? And she's like, do you have a problem with that? And he says, no, because he's smart. (laughs) He's not going to win that argument. But I agree with his initial thought. Like, really? Like, we're that desperate to go out? We're letting this deranged kind of goofy old man watch our kids? I mean, we know Al's not in the... Al isn't in the cast yet, so he can't be the babysitter. Uh, Karen, who's played by Betsy Randall, who appears kind of in a couple episodes um, and becomes, you know, another babysitter that they use. She, she hasn't been cast yet, so she can't. What about Wilson? Yeah. Wilson can watch? I, I don't he can't know. Take, yeah, he can't take a break from uh, retuning his bagpipes and head over there <laughs> and watch bag- the kids? His accordion. Get oh, it right. yeah, you're right. Sorry about that. Wrong, wrong obnoxious instrument. <laughs> I think he plays the bad person. Peter yeah. does. Um, yeah. So, but also the other question that I had is, so there's future episodes where Tim has definitely taped the sporting events, and it was, I believe, a mm. Bulls game. Um, Bulls Pistons. Yep. <laughs> and so, why doesn't he just tape the game? Like when it, when they realize, oh man, like we got to get going. Doesn't he just throw tape in the VCR? It's a good question. And then just avoid spoilers. Uh, you know, uh, appease the wife, go on the date, 
do what you're supposed to be doing because you booked the plans a while ago and you forgot like an idiot. So Yeah, and this is nineteen ninety one. Yeah. It's a lot easier now. I mean back then. Now it's like pretty hard to do something like that. Yeah, you like, can't it, avoid spoilers now. Because it's everywhere. Yeah, you got your phone, yeah. you got yeah, you just can't. Like it's just too yeah. hard. Uh, but you're right. People did used to tape games. They used to like be able to avoid it. I remember like doing that a couple times as a kid. Yeah. So yeah, he definitely could have done that. But I guess in his defense, he was, uh, you know, he was thrown off guard because he had the licorice pork rinds, yeah. the chips. You know, he wasn't thinking he was going to shape here. Uh, she caught him off guard. So I guess that's why he didn't. But yeah, he could have found a quick tape yeah. uh, and, and gotten that classic game between the Lions, the Lions and the Rams. Yeah. Um, and yet, just. Uh, you know, before we get to the restaurant, more in depth on the restaurant, just horked is a great word. Yes. That's like a funny it word. Really I love whoever came up with that. <laughs> I'm horking up along. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. It's not a very quotable episode, but horked is a great word. Horked is a great word. And Jill, to her credit, tells him to shove it back in, whatever he horked yes. up. So, <laughs> so she's not taking any of it. So good for her. But um, yeah. yeah, no, the restaurant, like you said, that's really where the episode picks up steam. That's Great where it performance shines. from Rick. Um, yeah. You know, just the, the in and out of the kitchen. Um, and just his thing, like the way that he pops up into the window of the kitchen after they score that last touchdown and just yells. That to me oh. might be the funniest part of the whole episode. Uh, again, I've talked about John Pasquin, the director of these earlier episodes. Just another kind of brilliant like piece of directing. Right yes. There, that like he's just like. Touchdown! Yeah. And he appears in the little like diamond window, so all you see is his deranged face. And of course, they cut to Tim, and he's giggling like a schoolgirl. And and Jill is like, "Just go, yeah. <laughs> like just get yeah. out of here." Um, it, it's really a well done scene. Um, and just I mean, like Tim is on like Tim Allen is like just on a roll in this episode. Just like he's really leaning into it. Like, yes. What happens? I'm having the trout. Like, <laughs> just yeah. really, you know, just a, a hilarious scene. Um, you know, I, I can appreciate it. Uh, there's been some times in my life where I've probably taken out my phone or a radio at a very inappropriate time to uh, to watch a Patriots game. Um, I can remember very distinctly. <laughs> My freshman year at college at Marist, I was getting a ride because when we were freshmen, we couldn't drive. So I had to get a ride from uh, someone who I knew who lived in Boston uh, back to Marist, like after Thanksgiving. And I remember I didn't want to go because the Patriots were playing the Jets. And I was like, I don't want to miss the game. And my parents were like, we're not driving you such so you can watch the stupid game so either you can get a ride with this person or you can take a bus and you know you probably won't get into marist until like 12 a.m so i actually like waited and then i was like all right i'll just get a ride but <laughs> but as a compromise to myself i brought a radio with me and i like put headphones <laughs> in the radio and like this guy had driven me from 
<laughs> like Boston to Marist, it was like a four hour drive. Like it was, you know, not short. And like he did me a nice favor, giving me a ride. And like here I am in the back seat, just like listening to some Patriots Jets game, trying to because I was trying to get the, you know, the station as we drove through the Mass Pike. And it's like I laugh about that now because like, it's just so rude. Like I couldn't have waited, you know, I couldn't have figured, found out what the score was when I got back to school like no i had to listen to it in the car just like completely rude and and nowadays with your phone i mean like god like i have red zone on my phone so i like anywhere i am on a sunday if it's not in front of the tv i'll pull out my phone and start watching red zone like so you know the tool man he's a man after my own heart I don't know if you have any good stories like that where you just like were watching or listening to a football or sports sports game like just in an inappropriate time. Not really. But, I mean, I thought about it and I don't think I can. I think it's a lot easier now. Like, so, you're a better man no, than well, me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, so I think that it's harder to avoid spoilers nowadays, but it's easier to record a game nowadays. So it's like, yeah. you know, rather than get the VCR situation, make sure the tape's clean and, and all the good stuff. But now it's just like hit a button, add the extension on the, on the recording and then just avoid any sort of contact with anybody if you can. So I don't think that I could, I couldn't think of anything that I did that would be inappropriate. The closest that I could come to was, and I think it was the, let's see here, the 2010 World Cup in the knockout or the last game of the group stage where we needed to be Algeria to move on. Oh, yes. And uh, yes. there was uh, the only TV in the office building was in like the main lobby of the office building. So there was frequent uh, trips into the lobby with uh, you know my phone to make calls if you know what I mean and just uh, checking on the score and stuff so that's the closest that I could come um, and that was that game where Landon Donovan scored the really late goal to give him the W and send us forward so um, but I can't I couldn't think of any other crazy scenarios like uh, you being the terrible passenger that you were on the way back to Maris, but, <laughs> it really yeah. was I was I was really rude um, and I apologize to whoever that I don't even remember to be honest but I do just I remember like looking back being like that was that was ridiculous I couldn't have just given it like you know a couple hours um and um yeah I've been there though it's funny like I definitely uh can relate to the tool man I'd love to see the tool man modern day because it's so much easier now to pull up your phone to get the game on your phone or to at least get ESPN on your phone and like get updated play by play. Um, This episode would have been even more ridiculous had it taken place in 2022 because, you know, you would have had like Tim and Rick, you know, crowding around the phone and just, I mean, it, it, uh, it's gotten worse for, for the, the spouses out there who don't obsess over football like we do. (laughs) Um, but yeah, just an all-time, you know, it's a really, or maybe not all-time, but it's it's a, one of my favorite scenes of the first yeah. season. I think it's just, it's a great, I mean, Tim's listening to it, this guy Rick is really into it, and he's just, you know, the way he's like, Sanders got 50 yards, it's first and goal from the one, happy anniversary, baby, I love <laughs> That's it. the best part. 
Zia runs back from the kitchen and gives the breakdown of what's happening in the game and then just turns nonchalantly to his wife and is like, happy anniversary, by the way. It's so absurd, but such a great uh, great moment for Rick there. That was quality stuff, but... Quality yeah. stuff. Rick, Rick's wife was a good sport. I, You know, what kind of surprised me, and I'm curious if you have any thoughts, Jill was way too good of a sport. 100%. I feel like 100%. this this episode, if this had aired in like the second or third season, goes differently because I feel like because it's still early on in the show's run, they don't know like how much back and forth to, to have between them in a lot of ways because like she's like kind of laughing about it but I feel like later season Joe would have been like what's wrong with you yeah <laughs> just well, you know we talked about it in the first pod that we did about the pilot where the character Jill is important because she pushes back and doesn't get run over right. by Tim and that's what makes the show work so I was with you I was surprised how much leeway she gave Tim on this because his right. behavior is just absurd obviously so right you know, clearly so, he's wrong yeah, clearly, yeah. clearly they're, uh, they're going for uh, a different uh, I guess a, a more understanding side of Jill when she really shouldn't have been understanding because that's pretty absurd that he can't a remember that they had a date and b give her the time of day and just record the thing and watch it later. So right, yeah. and let it go. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. She she's being uh, she's being way too good of a sport. I did like when she was like, "Well, I'm having an affair with a space alien." Having his baby. And, uh, yeah, I'm having yep. his baby, and he just you know completely isn't paying attention. Yes. Oh 100%. man, it's it's just too yeah. good. You know that really is kind of the. You know the the crux of the episode. They do get back to uh, to the house. I do have a, a question, maybe unanswerable question, to steal a a line from the Rewatchables uh, movie podcast. But how did Mark, Brad, and Randy get I that had thing the same outside? Question. Thank you. They're, I, I wrote. That they're down. way too weak. Under, Come yes, on, hundred percent. So that you way too. That weak. is the hundred percent a question I put down here. Same thing. They yeah. start with the trunk yeah. that Sir Larry's trying to escape from in the house, and then when we get back right. to the house, somehow the combo right. of Mark, Brad, and Randy have lifted this full size trunk <laughs> right. with an adult male inside of it and brought it right. to the backyard because they're going to try and drop it from the tree to break it open. Like, how right. the hell do they get the trunk out there? No. There's no way. I don't believe no, it. I'm with you. No, I don't 100%. believe it at all. No. That's bullshit. There's no way. Mark weighs about 30 pounds. Yes. Soaking Randy's yeah. not much bigger. I, Brad's obviously the biggest one, but, like, he's still pretty yeah. little. No way. There's no yeah. way. Um, I'm glad you brought it up because I had the exact same question written down. Yeah. yeah, that that whole uh, that whole part was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, we got Mark being Mark. We talked about that. I did laugh at reinforced polycarbonate butt hinges. Uh, <laughs> just the way Tim says that, like it's you know just casual. Hey, he's always he's um, always uh, appreciating fine craftsmanship. You can't blame him. He yeah. does. Yeah, he does. You're right. Absolutely. Um, the Wilson scene's pretty good. <clears throat> I mean, I guess. <laughs> There's not much, you know, again, with the Wilson scenes, you know, there's some that are kind of just there and there are others that I think are really good. Um, it, it, this one's okay, but I do love Tim's little like ode to football yes. there. Um, I, you know, I feel that I'm a huge football fan. Uh, I completely get where he's coming from. Um, you know, I'm probably an addict too, just like he is. And I, and, uh, I, I do get that same sense of relief, 
Uh, I mean, poor Tim is a is a Lions fan, so yeah. you know it's, that's no it's got a, He's got a lot of. This was the peak of his fandom yes. this season. He, it's just getting worse. He has to deal with Barry Sanders retiring, Calvin Johnson getting drafted, then retiring. Yeah. Matt Stafford winning the Super Bowl with the Rams. Yep. Um, Gronk threatening yeah. to retire rather than go play for the Lions. Right, yes. Exactly. Yeah. The Matt Patricia yeah. era. By the way, I earlier I called it the Jared Goff Bowl, which I f- now feel like an idiot because it's the Matthew Stafford Bowl. Uh, so if Matthew Stafford ever listens to the Home Improvement, the man's podcast, and uh, is like, Detroit and the Rams is the Jared Goff Bowl? What? Yeah, no. That's my yeah. bad. That's my bad, Matt. It's the Matthew Stafford yeah. Bowl. I would never put you over. I would never put Jared Goff over you. Um but yeah, I love that. I love that little uh, love letter to football. But yeah, Wilson gives him some good advice there. Um, and then we get kind of that ending, a little romantic scene. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Sir Larry's singing voice makes me laugh. It's, he's a it's, good singer, but it's very, yeah. it's like almost cartoonish. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it was a little, little rough around the edges. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, like we said, I mean, this isn't a huge quotable episode. So this no. is a hard one to say what our favorite quote was. So what do you have yeah. anything down? What'd you put? I do. I do. Um, yeah, you're right. It really, it's as funny as it is. It's almost all visual. Um, I guess if I had to pick one, so here's a couple of runner ups and I don't even know these are really good quotes because like, they're both like, okay. Uh, but you're right. It's just not a quotable episode, even though it is funny. Um, at the table when he's hiding the radio and he's like, I got a crick in my neck and you know, it's fine if I hold it like this. And then she catches on when he's like, yes, I'm having the salmon. Um, and she's like, give me your hand. Oh, trout. Sorry. Yeah. Give me your hands. Hey, here you go. Give me your other hands. I don't want to. That's not a great quote, but the way he does, it makes me laugh. Just like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Um, you know, the other one at the dinner, she's like, you know, I want to do more things together. And he's like, sure, next weekend tractor pulling a monster truck rally. She's like, well, I was thinking more ballroom dancing. And he goes, that was my second choice. <laughs> yes. <that was laughs> good. Clever. Yeah. Again, not a great yeah. quote. Um, but I guess the quote to me is his little, um, his little ode to football okay. there. Um, yeah, I guess the quote would be the ode to football. I'll read it because I, I love it. I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's classic tool, man. You know, he says, I love the surprise and the strategy and the strength and the big guys and the logos and the colorful helmets and the shine of the pads and the mouth guards and the cleats and the hit and the impact, the swearing, the swearing, ha 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 ha. And then he breathes and he goes, it sets me free. Yeah. Uh, and then Wilson. Wilson tells him it's catharsis. How do you spell and that? He, how do you spell that? <laughs> uh, it's a release, and, and I'm with him on that. So that's my quote of the right. episode. Yeah, I mean, you covered uh, some of the runners up. I, I guess the one that I went with was towards the end of the episode when he's starting to talk to Wilson, and Wilson's looking over the fence. He's like, what's in the trunk? Famous magician. Is he, And Wilson says, is he coming out of the box? And Tim says, as soon as his son comes over and unlocks it. And then Wilson just goes, not much of a trick, Tim. So that's, that's the only thing that I could come up with in terms of best quote. But uh, 
But yeah, it's definitely like we said, not a quote, not a really quotable episode, but still not a quotable, funny but episode. funny. Yeah, yeah, a great episode for you know direction and just like comedy and movement. You mentioned the scene where Randy uh, and the boys kind of run up to the door, and Randy's like, "Sir Larry, where are you?" That's funny. Yeah. I mean, just a lot of funny and kind of movement and, and direction. Um, not as funny like in written, but yeah. but a, a good episode. Yeah. So who's your MVP? The well, let's do LVP first. Who's your LVP? This one was tougher. Um, but I went with Mark again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because he snitched, uh, I felt like it was it was uh it was kind of mean for him to snitch on Brad and Randy when it wasn't their fault yeah. for once. I mean, you like I, I feel like. I guess Gosh. I do. I don't know. You, you got to get around just, the bias. Come on. The word, the word I do. Science. But who else could have been? All right, you know, I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Um, I, I thought that the uh, the waiter at the restaurant could have been a little more helpful when Tim and Rick asked for the score. He knew what the score. He must yeah, have known. Yeah, he just walked he out of the kitchen there. where they had a TV. Just walked out yeah. of the kitchen. Yeah, couldn't have helped. There. Yeah. I don't know if it's as bad as Mark snitching on the brothers, but uh, since you think I'm being unfair to uh, to Mark, I'll, I'll also say that the waitress, you know, come on, you got you got to do better in that. All right. Well, what about no, you? I mean, I so I agree with you that Sir Larry's performance was very good, but I I pegged him as the LVP, and here's why. So he, he's oh, oh, interesting. He, he agrees to babysit the kids. But yet he decides to do a trick where he locks himself in a box that he can't get out of when he's supposed to be watching three kids. So True. that's a little irresponsible to say the least. Obviously, <laughs> right. I mentioned earlier in the pod here that he sells out to take the job of babysitting, even though he talked himself up to be this uh, you know, second greatest escape artist in the world. And then the last right. uh, moment that I say sealed the deal for him as the LVP is you mentioned his singing. You know, Wilson's playing the accordion. Jill and Tim are having a nice moment. It's a little creepy that you just start singing. They can't just let the music play. So I, 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 I'm just saying that he's the LVP for those reasons. That's why I said Sir Larry. All right. That's fair. I do love that he locks himself in the trunk. Uh, that case, like about two minutes into the baby's. Yes, <laughs> he's not exactly. even, he's not even really giving himself a no. chance here. He's just like, all right, I'm going to do this trick. Yeah. And, uh, all right, I guess I'm not actually going to watch these kids. Uh, yeah, they could have seriously gone yeah. hurt. So irresponsible. Uh, and then they picked him up. He should have at least said, "Don't pick me yeah. up. You're three little tiny kids. Don't try I mean, to pick up this case. It weighs more than on top of everything." Yeah, yeah, don't don't do yeah. that. Don't try to you know. So clearly, Sir Larry. That's a fair answer. I did think he was hilarious. Oh yeah. Uh, who's your MVP? Uh, I'm going Rick. I mean, Rick was gotta be Rick. I mean, it's gotta be Rick. What a, what a performance line deliveries, (laughs) just the re the quick running back from the kitchen, the recap of the game, turning to his wife, happy anniversary, baby. And then he runs back (laughs) the the screaming touchdown in the diamond shaped window. I mean, Rick was just, (laughs) Rick was everywhere, man. I mean, he was putting up about 35 points in seven minutes of playing time. I mean, the dude Dude, was just money off. He was money. He yeah. was hilarious. Um, would have loved to have gone to a game with him. He's saying, I was there. You know, just the way he pointed to, I was yeah. there. I mean, that dude just like delivered on every line. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, 
good sitcoms have good like one-off yeah yeah good ancillary i mean like if you think about seinfeld like newman was only supposed to be like a one-note character uh putty was only supposed to be one and these guys became like legendary characters and got brought back i was actually kind of disappointed rick never got brought back i I guess it would have been kind of far-fetched that he would have seen this random guy again but uh i mean like he was funny and i did just love like the scenes he was in and that like i said that's the mark of a really good sitcom is like you can get these one note characters they bring so much energy uh and that's what the last episode was missing and i think you know if i think to some of my favorite episodes there's always like episodes with these one note characters and they come in they deliver their lines and it's it's really yep. funny um you know, and Rick was hilarious. So, yeah, I think he's an easy pick for MVP. Right. We're in agreement. Um, Good deal. All we're right. in agreement, what's, yeah. Uh, what's your grunt rating? I got to go four. Okay. I, I think uh, it's it's up there. It's definitely one of the better early season one episodes. Like, just I, I should, early. I mean, it's one of the better season one episodes. Um when you consider the fact Al's still not really a character yet, um, you know, they're still kind of figuring out Jill's, like, how much she should be angry <laughs> at him for being completely disrespectful to their date. Uh, again, they're still figuring out Wilson a little bit. Um, this is a really good episode. Like, if you watch this out of order, other than the fact that the boys are so little, like, you wouldn't know that it was one of the first episodes yeah. uh that's the mark of a, a really good early season episode so yeah i got four grunts okay. i couldn't quite get to what four you... i went three and a half um and, okay. and i agree with you on everything you said i just i think because there wasn't as much quotable stuff um that's why i couldn't get to the full four but i went three and a half it was it was still a really good episode really funny um so no, no complaints, but I'm just kind of thinking about it on the spectrum of other episodes that I know are coming up and how would I rate those and is it on par with those? So I went three and a half. That's fair. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a funny episode, but yeah, it's for whatever reason, it's not the most quotable episode. Um, but, you know, what it lacks in good quotes, it makes up with in good, uh, you know, visuals. And again, it's a credit to John Pasquin, who was the director for these early Home Improvement episodes, uh, who, as I said in the first episode, um, is makes everything, and this is, I'm stealing this from Tim Allen, but he made everything 20% funnier, just the way he shot things. Uh, and, and you see it again in this episode with the, you know, Sir Larry at the door and just Rick at the diamond shaped window. Um, it's just a funny episode. Uh, and, uh, again, something I can relate to quite a bit. Uh, I think you can, you're, you're not as close to the tool man as I am. Um, in terms of being rude to people and watching sports. Um, but, you know, I think we can both relate to, like, that feeling of, I don't want to miss the game. Yeah. I don't want to let down my wife. I don't want to let down anyone. But I also really don't want to miss this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that kind of 
it, it's hard to wait, even if you do have a DVR or whatever. Yeah, it's hard it to is. wait. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. so um, I feel. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, because when big time games are, you're looking forward to are coming up, it seems like you're waiting all day for it to start. And so when, you know, you got a situation where you're, you got, have to be out, got another obligation, you know, it's finally airing. You've been waiting for the week for it. And then you still got to wait a little bit longer. It makes it that much tougher. So I'm, I'm with yeah. You. Yeah. Um, I personally, I didn't have any Hall of Fame moments in this. No, I think the diamond window is close, but I wouldn't put it quite in the Hall of Fame. I do think it's like, I mean, just that whole, you know, segue, like Sanders goes 50 yards. I'm a big, you you are too, I know. Uh, You know, I'm a big Barry Sanders fan, so I do love the mention of Barry Sanders. And I do love like that whole sequence. I wouldn't put it in the Hall of Fame, uh, but again, Great little scene. Uh, I was dying watching it. And uh, yeah, I wish we had more of Rick. I think that would have been good. I agree. Um, It would have been nice. No Hall of Fame. But a good episode, much better than last week. I feel like we're back on track. Um, I feel like last week's was um, one of the the tougher ones that that we'll have to get through. Um, So I'm I'm glad to be back on track. But uh, next time around, next episode, uh, Satellite on Hot Tim's Roof. That's right. And the good news is <laughs> Al has finally joined the cast. What, after three weeks, they were like, all right, this is our guy. Yes. Uh, Cause he's finally actually in the episode, not just in the throwaway scene. Um, it's a, it's a funny little episode. Um, and, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about yeah. it. Um, so everybody so. watch along with us, watch on Hulu. Um, we're we're gonna keep doing this. We got to, what three down, about two hundred to go. So let's let's keep, keep going more. for the ride. Let's go. That's right. Absolutely. You can find this podcast anywhere. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. Uh, we'll be launching our new website pretty soon. Uh, we'll share the details when that goes live. Um, and yeah, uh, thanks again for listening, guys. Appreciate we'll see it. See you next week. See you next week. Everyone gets set for tool time. Wrenches. Everyone gets set for tool time. Ratchets. Circular, 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 circular.